All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. We are turning a corner to the final stretch of this year. We hope that if you set goals for this year, you are close to attaining them or you already crushed them. If you haven't, do not beat yourself into submission. Recalculate what you wanted to attain and create smaller interim goals. To put that into another term, make small, smart goals to take care of the ankle biters that keep you from achieving the peaks of your main goal. Don't stop before you get to the top of that mountain and reach that final goal. Sometimes in life, we must, and to take a line from Ross on Friends, pivot when things are not going as planned or the way we thought they would be. So we need to pump them brakes and make a difference. Our next guest stumbled upon Taekwondo after a move from Germany back to the States and fell for the science and movement of it right away. At this time, it was just before Billy Banks started the world's craze of Tai Bo, and she jumped in as a cardio kickbox instructor and has been moving ever since. So without further ado, let's get Erica Thomas on here. All right, welcome to the show, Erica Thomas. How are you doing today, Erica? I'm great, Rich. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for agreeing to come on the show and join us here on the Misfit Nation. I know you you could be doing anything else in the world right now. You chose to be with us. Thank you. Yeah, well, I appreciate the invitation. I, I am looking forward to speaking with everyone who's listening. Awesome. So I want you, if you'd like, tell us a little bit about yourself from as far back as you want to go to where you are now. All right. Well, I won't go all the way back because that is a very long story. We don't have to go all the way back there. Um, but uh, I think the the simplest place to begin for me would probably be actually when my husband got out of the military. Um, I come from a military family. Uh, my uh, dad was in the Air Force. All three of my brothers served. My husband was in the Army. My son is uh, currently in the Air Force. So I have a lot of history and uh, experience there, uh, cumulatively anyway. And uh, we were stationed in Germany uh, early in our marriage. And when we got out, when my husband got out of the military, um, my kids were very young and I needed to do something for myself. And that, um, that actually led me into martial arts and fitness. And um, it was a great uh, opportunity for me with young kids because um, when you teach group fitness, when you are a personal trainer or a fitness instructor or anything like that, that kind of schedule is very, very flexible. So you can work when you want to work. You're an independent contractor, right? Right. And, um, and so that was um, that was about in the late nineties or so when I started that, uh, my career there. And, and honestly, I never looked at it like a career. I looked at it more like a hobby at first. And I think for a lot of fitness instructors that, that tends to be how we see ourselves because it's almost impossible to work full time in that, in the fitness industry, you just physically cannot teach 40 hours a week. You just can't do it. So um, it tends to be something that isn't 
you know, we don't think of it like a career until all of a sudden it is because we've put all of this money into our certification collection and, and um, becoming a professional instructor. Um, and uh, it sort of snowballs from there. But in uh, 2001, after um, 9-11, actually, I really took a hard look at some of the things that you know, I was doing. And I think I'm not alone in this. I think um, a lot of people sort of reevaluated the importance of the things that they do and how they do them. And um, I felt like there was something more, like I wanted to give something more through how I was um, showing up in the world in, in the fitness industry. And I started to change my focus from just fitness, from just wellness and like how much you weigh and what you look like um, to, uh, to more of a trauma-informed approach. And I did that first through yoga and eventually through uh, trauma release exercise, which took, you know, years for me to get there. But through the process of, of this kind of self-research, um, uh, I basically have just just learned um, that it isn't like one thing that is going to help people with stress, tension, and trauma. These are things that are so common to all humans. Um, but it's the fact it's it's not that one thing that will work, but that there's many many things that work, you know and the more we can offer, the more different options that we can offer, the bigger our, um, our influence can be and the more um, benefit that we can share with people. So, so that's kind of what brought me to where I am now, which is my online studio where I offer trauma release exercise online um, and in person occasionally. But also to help inform other fitness instructors, fitness professionals, um, and uh, wellness educators about the importance of training the nervous system, because that's really what we're talking about here when we're talking about trauma-informed um, uh, care, is that we're, we're trying to provide uh, a different type of wellness that approaches the body from a different way. Instead of from the outside in, we are working from the inside out uh, to, to kind of bring a different level of resilience, more resilience training rather than, you know, your typical fitness training. And when we include that, we get better results overall, better health and wellness results for our clients. And we can also prevent the kind of burnout that will kill a fitness career um, faster than pretty much anything else wow okay so it's kind of like building the body again from a holistic approach from the inside out and making yeah. the person love themselves as much as they love the way they look absolutely absolutely because it really is i mean in the fitness industry sometimes you'll hear the fitness industry called uh, the body brand nation 
you know, I, that's what I call it, a body brand nation where, you know, the body is the, is your brand and your body is your brand and it's all tied there, but um, it, it doesn't ha- it isn't necessarily uh, real. So um, sometimes we get in our own way. And actually I've had many, many clients over the years who've done everything right. You know, you can do all the fitness and health and wellness stuff, right? You can follow everything to the letter, to the letter, down to the very last calorie burned and consumed and still not get the results you are looking for because we're missing that piece, that, that nervous system piece. The body can't heal itself. It can't recover. It can't repair itself unless it's in a state of calm. And that is the missing piece for many, many people. And everybody's coming from a different experience. So you can't say across the board, this is all because of one event in your life (laughs) that brought trauma in or um, because you never had trauma, you shouldn't be affected by any kind of stress results. It's not like that. I mean, the, the body often has a very different story to tell. Um, than what our what we think our story is. Well, definitely, and I've seen people go through workout regimens and not come out of it with anything near what their goal was because there was other things going on in their lives that they could not control or did not have control or try to take care of before they started doing a physical workout. Instead, they were just basically going through the motions and then hitting that wall. I guess would be the best way to say it, and then starting over again the next year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's really a kind of a different way to think about wellness. I think I, I, I'm not sure that, you know, when, when I was doing my original certifications, nobody ever talked about the nervous system or um, mindfulness or being aware of <laughs> how you were feeling in your body. <laughs> nobody ever said anything like that. But now it's much, much more at the forefront, I think. Um, oh, it, de- it definitely is now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is a good and thing. I, it's good. And I've actually seen it. Uh, I work uh, on a military base, so I see the evolution in the Army now, where we used to just go do push-up, sit-ups, two-mile run, push-up, sit-ups, two-mile run, beat that body to death every day until you were just a broken old man by the time you did 20 years or old woman. Now they incorporate the whole body, mind, and soul uh, the whole, the whole concept is incorporated. They do yoga, they do mindfulness, and then they do their workouts. So every soldier is getting a chance to have a complete workout throughout the week. That is, that is amazing here. And so, so great because these, these guys and girls are, they're not going to be the military machine forever. You know, they, they are more than that. And as we all are, you know, we are more than just our body. So we need to think of ourselves as more than that as well. So that's, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm glad to see it. And after I retired, of course, it happened, but I'll take the good with the bad, I guess. I guess my experience led to this experience is how I can put it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there was something that when you were talking about that, it just popped into my head. And now I, now I, I just lost the thought. I'll think of it in, in a minute. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so, so that's where where my um, 
my business is going towards working with other fitness instructors as um, as a way to bring that closer to home. Um, oh, he, here's what I wanted to, to express, like the, the benefits of exercise. So this is the thing, right? When people are stressed out, um, one of the first things that we tell them to do is to go exercise. It's a really great tool. Movement in the body is a great tool to help the nervous system calm. And it can boost your immune system to a certain point. But there is a point of diminishing returns when we overload the body as well. So finding that sweet spot where we can move and, um, and kind of work with the body's natural immune system, like boosting that immune system, which is huge now. We should all be boosting immune systems, right? Um, and, and, and then being able to come back to rest, that's the kind of resilience that you can practice in, in a lot of different ways. This kind of rolling recovery throughout your day, you can do it with exercise, you can do it um, with any kind of movement, even movement that doesn't seem like exercise. And then the body and the nervous system practices this, um, this rising to the challenge, this activation, and then it practices coming back to rest so that when you run into some kind of major event uh, that really escalates your nervous system response, you can respond quicker um, and come right back down to that kind of um, safe space in the body and go right back into recovery again. It's really a brilliant uh, system that the body has going on for sure. Oh, definitely. It's a great uh, thing if you take care of it, like we're like you're teaching now inside and out. I mean, a lot of people say, I treat my body as a temple. A lot of, there's also a lot of people that treat it as a playground and wind up in a lot of trouble later in life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. We take, we take what we've been given for granted a lot of the times. And, and it's easy to do that when you're young, when you're young. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely recover faster then. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and that's it. that's an interesting point because you know a lot of the things that we know now about how the body handles stress, um, we didn't know that uh, twenty years ago, or thirty years ago, forty years ago, or whatever. And nobody teaches children how to how to um, really respond to to what's going on in their body right? We, we, I, I don't know about you, but I was not raised to be aware at all of, of things that were going on inside of me. I was just told to be quiet, you know, like this, just be good, right? And, and our experiences, every experience we have when we're young kind of um, creates uh, patterns of response so that later as adults, sometimes we respond in ways that we know are not necessarily appropriate, but they were just learned, you know, they're, they're learned responses that kept us safe when we were young and, um, and they worked then, but now they're not 
they're not working for us anymore. And it's really, really difficult to figure it out from the top down. Uh, so one of the ways, one of an, e an easier way to figure it out is to move from the bottom up, which is through the body, right? To, to kind of access the, the, um, that response through the body because it lives in the body. Um, and then you don't have to worry about the why, you know, the, the story, because again, it may not match what the body is responding to or in that way. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I was about to say exactly. So that that's perfect, a perfect explanation. And just like you, as when I was growing up, unless uh, a body part was falling off, you were told <laughs> to stay outside. So it, <laughs> you didn't understand what it meant to have a problem, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. right. If you were not dying, you are fine. Right? That's right. And if you thought you were dying, you better have been right about it. So. <laughs> Exactly. Honestly, looking back, I don't really know how I survived. My <laughs> well, when, I, when I look at all the the protocols for safety for kids now, I just laugh because I don't know how any of us made it. So I, it was know. <laughs> I know we spent most of our, our road trips rolling around the back of a van. So we're <laughs> back of a panel station wagon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> So we're talking about identifying it. How would someone, uh, what is a stress energy injury and how would someone know to identify that? Okay. So, okay. So here's, here's my take on, on first of all, stress can be good and stress can be bad. Let's just put that out there. Okay. So stress that is good would be something that is motivating for you something that may be challenging, but in a positive way. And that could be mentally, physically, or emotionally. Okay. So if you get a new job or something, and you're really excited about stepping into this new role, that is positive stress. That is good, right? A stress injury or negative stress will take you up what we call a stress curve into activation the same way, but the emotional connection there is negative. So rather than feeling excited and um, motivated uh, and happy and joyful about a particular thing, maybe you're worried or irritated or angry or possibly um anxious, or maybe you feel panicky, or often um, it's like out of, out of proportion rage to a particular stress response. And those are, those could be like in a very um, uh, moderated line, like it could go in order, but it doesn't have to be because you could start off with, oh, this is a little bit annoying, and then boom, go straight up to uh, anger, like in a split second. So, so that's the negative side of that activation. And when we're talking about this as an injury, it would be an event or an experience that stays with you that you can't necessarily um, let, let go of 
maybe it replays. And I'm not necessarily talking about PTSD, although it could be. Um, I, I don't like that term PTSD because the, the, the D that stands for disorder is a diagnosis. And when we diagnose people, that changes them from a participant in their recovery to a patient. And sometimes that can kind of separate you from the experience, you know? So, so if we look at that as more of an injury, um, something happened, an event happens, and your ex you experience that event in a certain way, and um, and and whether that experience is positive or negative or uh, short or long lasting, is going to be very very personal. It's very very individual, and out of that experience then comes your the the effects right so if you have an event and you have this particular strong experience of this event and then you experience no effects from that experience no side effects no lasting effects from that experience then um there's no injury there okay um but if if you if you do, and some people do, and some people don't, right? But if you do, then you could say, yes, this, this, I have been injured by this experience. Right. It is lasting in some way. And some, you know, there's, there's clinical diagnosis, which I cannot give because I'm not a therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist or anything like that. But there's, you know, a definitive lines that they've established that will take something from, you know, just, you know, that will push something into their definition of what um, clinical PTSD is, right? Um, and that has to last for a period of time. Um, but you could, you could still have an injury, right? It, and I, I, you might compare it to, I, I compare it to, uh, uh, an, an overuse injury to the body. So like, for example, um, I used to run marathons and, um, and now I don't run at all because I have zero cartilage left under my kneecaps. Yeah. And so, um, so I can run. It doesn't mean I can't run. I will just suffer from it i will suffer afterwards right i can still run if i want to uh stress injury is like an overuse injury on the nervous system it's too much too fast for too long and it will overwhelm the nervous system to the point where you react to things that have nothing to do with that original event but you know, it's, it's a pattern, it's a reaction pattern. And uh, it's, it's a general reaction pattern. So it doesn't really matter what the source is. Um, unfortunately, right, it's just a general response. Every human has this general stress response to keep us alive. And that's it. And that's, that's all it's trying to do is keep you alive. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not sure if that is that if that's a, a uh, clear enough 
explanation, but that's, that's kind of how, how I see that stress injury happening. Plus, if you call something a stress injury, that implies that, yes, we can heal and we can heal, we can heal an injury. Um, but sometimes those overuse injuries, they, they linger. And so we need to be prepared for those things. Right. And I think that was a perfect explanation of what the stress injury is and why it could be such a problem. Mm -hmm. So, um, how would it, uh, what would be a, a release exercise for that stress or for that trauma? Right. So there's so many things that work. So, um, it just depends on kind of what, what, what speaks to you and your body. So I will tell you about, uh, trauma release exercise first, and then, um, some other things that also work. So, so I teach a modality, along with yoga and, um, and other types of exercise called uh, trauma release exercise. And it is, um, it was designed by Dr. David Berselli. And he is a trauma therapist. And basically, he observed in humans the same type of shaking that often ha happens in nature. So if you've ever uh, watched, uh, I'm dating myself here, the Mutual of Omaha thing where the, the cheetah is running down the gazelle, right? And, and if the cheetah misses the gazelle and the gazelle gets away, that gazelle runs over to its friends, it shakes, it will shake after that escape. And then it goes about its happy gazelle life. And humans will do that too after a traumatic event if they haven't been socialized out of that response. In people, if you, if you start to shake, if your body starts to tremor, the first, uh, our first thought is, oh my gosh, stop shaking, right? Stop, um, stop that movement. Often we think it's some sort of pathological thing. Um, uh, something must be wrong with us if we're shaking. But the nervous system is actually designed to shake in order to kind of reset the parasympathetic nervous system, kind of shakes off um, that, that energy, uh, that fight or flight energy. So in people, when we experience some sort of tra traumatic event um, and that traumatic event ends, afterwards, the body wants to shake, but since we don't allow it to, that energy has to still go somewhere. It's like a release of energy, right? Um, and if we don't let that energy out, it gets stuffed down into the body, into the muscles, into the tissues, into the fascia. And it's stored there as physical tension. And so we think, okay, well, my body is tense. I don't know if you've ever heard somebody say, um, well, I store all my stress in my shoulders. I hold my stress in my shoulders or, um, uh, my, my jaw is always tight. Cause I'm always, I'm so stressed. And my jaw is always tight. Well, yeah, of course. Um, it has to go somewhere. Right. Places where it goes, but actually it goes everywhere in the body and you can try to stretch it out all you want, but if the body doesn't read safety, 
it's not going to let go of that tension. It's just, it's, it's a memory. It's like a long-term memory in the body. And so trauma release exercise is a series of seven really simple exercises, like ridiculously simple exercises that prime the muscles in the body in the easiest way possible. I, I hate that it's called exercise because people think it's hot. It would be, you know, like a workout. It's not, it's a work in to the body, but the idea is to prime the muscles so that they relax enough so that they will tremor without any effort or with as little effort as possible. And so the, the, the body will start to tremor and maybe that tremor will be in, start in the legs or maybe it'll start in the hips or something like that. That's often where the tremor will begin because we hold a lot of tension in that psoas muscle. That's our stress muscle, the, the gut punch muscle. Um, and it starts there and it's the strangest reaction in the body because you're not making your body tremor. It's just shaking. It's just a very easy shake and you're literally shaking off that stored tension. What happens afterwards is a lot of people feel very, very relaxed, like deep relaxation and it doesn't take long. So once you, once you find that tremor, we might start with maybe five minute tremor session and some people will take it up to maybe 30, 30 minutes. Um, but during that session, we stop and rest. We teach people how to start the tremor and how to stop the tremor. And this is a way, another way to kind of roll this recovery and practice resilience in the nervous system, right? So there's a little activation and then we come back to rest. We come up into activation, we go back to rest. And that, that process, that movement back and forth between that activation and rest, that's where the nervous system is like, oh yeah, like I don't have to stay in this stressed out state all the time. I can, I can back it down. And this is how I can back it down. And it's just, it's just a replacement of that reactivity, a, a new response. So some people talk about it like reorganizing the stress response. And it's definitely replacing our, um, our, our, our inborn like patterns of, of stress. So, so trauma release exercise, that's the way that works. And it's an interesting pairing. I, I like to pair it with a yoga practice because it fits really well into that final relaxation piece of yoga. So we spend a yoga um, practice staying in the body, being very, very aware. And there's uh, so many things about yoga that fit so well in 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 um, taking care of our nervous system uh, with the breath and connecting breath with movement and um, and that layer of vibration with the breath over your vagus nerve. All of these things just they just link so well. And then when we flow into a trauma release practice, a short one at the end to just really come back down. Anything that we do movement that we do. Every time you get up out of the chair, you are triggering a stress response at some level in your body. 
right? And so we also need to remember that we have to give it the opportunity to come back down, to recover on a regular basis. So, um, so you can do it with things like trauma release, you can do it with yoga, but there's so, so many things that work. Um, tapping and EMDR and um, all these therapies that we have available to us, um, they, they all do the job. We just have to find one that works for us, one or two or three, maybe, you know, like it doesn't have to be only the one thing. And, um, and, and hopefully we can bring that, uh, that idea to more people, because I think sometimes you try one thing and it doesn't resonate with you, or maybe you feel like it doesn't work for you. And then you just quit, you know, like, I'm just not going to do this. This doesn't work. You know, nothing's going to work, but that's not true. It's just, we, we just have to, you know, keep an open mind and be open to receiving what does work for us. Definitely. And uh, I know, no, for a fact, getting up and down now hurts a lot more than I did when I was 20. So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> you get up and, and hope everything stays in one spot when you get up and then you take that first step forward. You, you don't, you don't rush into a lot of things anymore as you get older, but I know there's people that, that ignore that feeling as soon as they get up and they try to push through it and cause further damage. And that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's actually a big part of, of chronic stress in general is ignoring what the body is telling you. And it, and, and, and that's, that's something we haven't really talked about yet. I mean, a lot of times when we're talking about stress injury or uh, trauma, we, we think of that as something external that happens, right? An event, something that happens outside of us that affects us. And, and that is, that is a true thing. But it could also be, you know, a chronic disease or chronic pain in the body. That is also a source of, of stress in the body. The body says that there is something wrong with you. And it reads that something is going on, something's not right. But now our, our conscious mind, our um, rational brain is like, yeah, but there's nothing wrong, right? There's nothing wrong with you. Or you just need to suck it up and drive on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Definitely. I mean, get I I mean, that is just that was that was me. I'm like, okay, a little bit of pain, that must mean I'm doing it right. More pain must be better. You know, <laughs> I must be better. <laughs> if, I, if I can't walk at all after this marathon, that means I did really well in it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. So it's a little twisted, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very twisted, but that's what it is. That's what people do. I know. I know. And it is, there is, and like I said earlier, it really is, there is a point of diminishing returns. And if you cannot recognize that point, um, it's, it's going to become a problem. And that's, I got to that point. Right. I mean, I have been in that point. I, I was at a point in my career where I was like, I was re I knew if something didn't change, I was going to have to quit everything. And I wasn't going to be able to get out of my off my couch. Like if if I want to be able to continue to do the things that I love to do physically, 
then I had to find some balance. I needed to find some balance. I think that is something that is um, less um, promoted, I guess, is, is, is the idea like to find it. It's an, it's a great thing to say like, Oh, you just need to balance, but nobody really tells you how to do that. But the, the, the thing to know uh, if you're looking for balance is that opposites create balance. Okay. So opposites will create balance. If you are a high energy driven type a individual, that is amazing. Congratulations. Now, now find something opposite of that to help your body recover every once in a while. Not all the time, just every once in a while. You have to let up on the pressure. And things like trauma release exercise act like a release valve, but there are smaller release valves that you can bring in throughout your day you know so instead of waiting for your your one workout every week or your one uh, hot yoga class or your one trauma release session every week you can you can find ways to release that tension uh, to find your opposite throughout your day every day or every day you know it doesn't have to be a full hour of energy it can just be a short little blip, you know, like just pull back a little bit, a bit. And the same is the opposite, right? So maybe you're an introvert and you just really are not into moving at all anymore. You know, like I right. friends flat out are like, I hate exercise. Don't make me sweat. You know, like that's okay. You don't have to go sweat, but you should definitely move. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Get off the couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it finding that opposite to, to create some balance um, for your nervous system, for just your mental, just overall mental health and well-being. And it can be something as, as simple as play, like something that really brings you joy. Right. If you're if your day to day job is really mentally, um, uh, really mentally um, difficult and you are and you are, um, you know, just like on the computer all day long, problem solving, problem solving, problem solving, then maybe your opposite is just to go, you know, play, lit literally play something active, but um, not a lot of brain cells required. So Just go walk in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, playing with your cat or your dog or whatever, or watching funny cat videos on TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll waste like 90, 90% of your day if you get on TikTok <laughs> doing that. So. Yeah, yeah. Be careful with those things. They'll suck you right. <laughs> yeah. They'll take you right in. You'll never know what time it is. That's right. That is a true statement. Yeah. Yeah, so there's things out there. You just got to find It's kind of like having the yin and yang principle. You, you can't be the same way all the time. Otherwise, you're going to run into that wall. You have to have yin or yang at some point absolutely. to relieve that uh, stress of the rubber band, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, that rubber band's going to break. Yes. It's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
hurt bad, yes. <laughs> right. Right, for sure. For sure. Well, Erica, we're kind of running out of time for the show, but I want to thank you for being on. And also, I want you to, if you could, leave three bits of advice for people who don't know they're feeling they're dealing with a stress injury, how they can identify and how they can be better about it. All right. You're looking for three. First, first is to pause and take a breath. I think the breath is something that, um, you know, we talk a lot about doing breathing techniques and it just seems so oversimplified, but it is the fastest way into the nervous system to kind of check in with where you are. And it's amazing to me uh, to, to, to um, think about how many people really, we've forgotten how to breathe. We've, we've really forgotten how to breathe. So simply taking a moment and just directing your attention in on your breath and no, don't change anything about it. Just notice it because that, it, that will tell you what's going on with your autonomic nervous system. Okay. So if your breath is more inhale uh, emphasized, in other words, you're taking uh, faster inhales than you are exhales or um, more inhales than exhales, or your inhale is longer than your exhale. That is that is a an indication that your heart rate is elevated. It will be elevated because that's what happens when you when you inhale more. And um, if your exhale is longer than your inhale, that is an indication that your heart rate is slowing, right? And you can control that. So if you want to slow that that heart rate, you definitely can do that through the breath. But um, just being more aware, first of all, of how you're breathing. That's number one. Number two is to pay attention to how you're sleeping. So if um, I, I think of sleep as kind of a canary in the coal mine for your stress level, it's often the first thing that is disrupted that we notice in, in the body is how we sleep. Either you can't get to sleep or you can't stay asleep or you're waking up uh, really, really early or something like that. You're just not able to sleep or the opposite, you can't wake up, okay? Or you're sleeping a lot during the day, or you're just, you wake up and you're just tired. So that's an indication you're not actually getting the kind of rest and recovery you need at night. So, so important. And it's a really vicious 22. The less you sleep, the worse your stress level is. The higher your stress level is, the worse you sleep. So it's really important to focus there if you can um, to kind of bring that back into a beautiful alignment. One of the ways that you can help yourself with sleep, well, there's so many, but one of them is to make sure that you're seeing sunlight during the day, uh, especially early in the morning and in the evening when the sun goes down, it helps to reset your internal clock. And that's just one way um, to, to, uh, to, to help that. And then the third piece to your, um, to kind of assess stress injury is really to kind of feel what you're feeling in your body without any judgment. Okay. So to be able to notice like where you're feeling 
maybe pain, maybe restriction, as in tightness in certain muscles. And, and then letting yourself be aware of those things without the pressure to change them and just be, uh, let yourself sit with them for a little bit. I think part of the problem with how we deal with stress is that we're not all that comfortable being uncomfortable when we are quiet in the mind and we're always moving away, moving away. But if you can just kind of be in that body, just let yourself have a little time in uh, your in inside the body that you were given and maybe just practice a little bit of gratitude here that you are on this planet and you have a purpose for being here. Um, and this body, as beat up as it might be, no matter its size, shape, age, or condition, that we are grateful for it. So, Outstanding. yeah, hopefully that will be helpful to people. That's definitely, that's awesome. And how would someone get in touch with you to take on your, your course online? You can find me at elementalkinetics.com. And uh, feel free to reach out through the contact pages there. There's a lot of free resources that you can find uh, available on the website. You can also find me on social at Elemental Kinetics on Instagram and Facebook at Elemental Kinetics Move Well and um, on my podcast, The Work In. Awesome. Thank you, Erica, for being on and thanks for all your advice today. You are so welcome, Rich. That was great chatting with Erica and learning about her journey. Be sure to check out her website located in the show notes and see how she can help you achieve the best version of you. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter. Or if you know someone that would like to support an up-and-coming podcaster, send them our way through themisfitnation.com and have them reach out to us through our messaging system. We appreciate you. If you have someone that has a great story who will bring that energy and want to capitalize on this great audience of ours at The Misfit Nation, also have them go to themisfitnation.com and reach out to us. We get back to people within one day. So as always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are the Misfit Nation.